What, what up, people? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, 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 this is Laura. And this is Ardeen, and welcome to What Happens After Dark. What kind of creepy things happen after dark? What crawlers are out there? Alligators are out there. Yes, from Florida. Killer. I'm killer alligators. <laughs> They'll eat you up. That could be a movie, Killer Alligators. Oh, they, yeah, they should. They had those ginormous one. With Betty Wild. Yeah, the Placid Lake or something yeah. like that. Sorry, Placid guys. Lake, Millie's, yeah. Millie's barking. Millie, girl. There, she's trying to get her voice in, too. She wants to record with us, too. <laughs> she's saying hello. So, oh. yeah, alligators from Florida, especially on the rainy season, is crazy because um, where I lived, it was in a property in an apartment complex, and I worked there in the office, and there was in the back of a little pond. It was mm. cute. And they would have a bunch of ducks, and then all of a sudden it was like, there's no ducks. And it's like, oh, okay. And then you, one time uh, with my brother Gavin, we saw six babies. Baby alligators? Baby alligators. They're cute. Mm. And it's like, oh, mama alligator is probably somewhere around. Oh, yeah. And uh, then all of a sudden you can see the alligators in the parking lot. We're like, so we had to call the alligator. They have an animal control and alligator control. Two separate things, huh? Yeah, two separate things. Wow. So we had to call alligator control to come and take the babies. Yeah. And um, they would haunt the mom, like the adults, but then they were euthanized. They didn't Aww. take them and relocate them because of the way they had to get them. Yeah. It's with the big chicken on a hook, and then the alligator just eats and swallows it, and then the hook gets stuck inside, and then that's how they fish him out. Oh, that's kind of not nice. I know. I know. It's like, can you do a net or something instead? But that's. Do they really like go after people? No, they're afraid of people. But if you bother them, obviously they're yeah, going to get agitated get agitated and come after you. But um, I like your small dogs and stuff. They would go. After yeah, them, right? it's food as a food source. Oh, gosh. And they're super fast. If you think you can outrun an alligator, think again. You will never outrun an alligator. Even on land, huh? No, not even on land. They're fast. They're faster wow. in water, but they're just as fast in, in land. And they see everything on the side because their eyes are on the side. So they can't see you if you're on the front. So notice the alligator man and everything. When they would approach the alligator, it was always from the front. Oh, gosh. Never on the side. So, and that's how they get them. Once they cover their eyes, they, the alligator control people, then they calm down. Once they can't see you, they're fine. Yeah. But if they see you. They freak out. They, you're done. Oh, gosh. So if you ever want to encounter one, you got to encounter him face to face, like in front, not never on the side. So an alligator, and then did they have crocodiles there too? And no, it's just alligators. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the difference between like a crocodile and alligator, alligators have like longer snouts, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, more pointy legs. Yes, more pointy legs. And crocodiles are much bigger. Gosh. So the biggest one you can see on alligators is probably a 13, 14 foot. So we captured a 12 foot once. That's two times my height. Well, yes, because I'm five three. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh. They could Huge. swallow me whole. Oh yes. Huge. Get all this fluffiness in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yum, yum. Uh, so, but the crocodiles, they can go past 20 feet, like 20, oh, no. 25 feet. They can eat a cow in one bite. Yeah, like the movie Placid Lake with Betty yes, White. Yeah. And then I used to watch Swamp People or something like that mm-hmm. on the TV. And they were crocodile hunters, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. along the, I think, the Louisiana Bayou. Bayou. Mm-hmm. Gosh. But dang. I think those are alligators, aren't they? No, they were crocodile hunters. They were co- yeah. crocodiles. And Steve Irwin, was he a crocodile hunter? He was, right? The, the guy from Australia? Yes, he yeah. was a crocodile. Yeah. But he got killed by the stingray. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. Well, we did find a story that happened in Florida on March 16th at a golf course. Um, the alligator was trying to force its way between, like, through the, like, a metal fence, like the little mm-hmm. holes, and come. So could they squeeze through something like that? They don't squeeze, but they can climb over it. Oh, hell no. They will. So you wouldn't even be safe if you thought you could, like, no. get over a fence. Like, there's the alligator highway is what they call it in Florida, and it's the one um, and the Everglades. So it takes, like, an hour and a half to cross. Oh, and they yeah. have fences. They have metal fence. But what they do is they bent it inward so when they start climbing, they have to go almost upside down and fall. So because when you drove there at night, there was no lights, nothing. It yeah. was, and it's and it, at the beginning it says, make sure you have a full tank to cross that stretch. It's like a thirty mile stretch. It's like um, it's like an hour and a half drive. So now they have it lit, and now they have it where there's fences. Before there wasn't, oh, and gosh. you would just run over and have a flat tire and be done. Oh, so if you run over one, it's going to flatten your tire. Because it's bones. Those things that are protruding and they're sticking out, those are, it's a bone. Oh, my gosh. So you don't, it doesn't do anything to them. Look, it says giant alligator bends the metal. Uh-huh. They're so strong. So they'll open it, bent, and get through because they want to get through. The, the fences, you can see some of them where they have bent them and you can tell an alligator was trying to get over so they did like bob wire over it. So when they start climbing, they can't go upside down and yeah. keep climbing. So that makes them fall and they give up. But they will chew over, they will chew through that. Oh, if they are my adamant on getting through, they will chew. And you can see pieces of some of them where you can see where they have tried and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Alligators, pretty cool. And I don't, I don't remember like driving them. once. To visit my brother, there was a wildfire. They were putting it out. And you can see all the animals because the fence was broken and stuff. They were crawling out and in the highway trying to get away from the fire for oh. things. Yeah. It, it was, I think it was like a 20-mile radius that ended up burned. Well, my daughter, Ash, who came on the um, mm-hmm. show... She, one of her deities or one of her, it's her totem animal, Sobek, is an, a giant alligator. And I'm like, why? What, why did that follow you up? I don't like that. I, don't, I wouldn't want that as my totem animal. And they have the, they, you can buy them anywhere in Florida, the little heads and oh, yeah, she's got the one skeletons of those weirdo things. or the teeth and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of sad. It is. That's sad. 
Yeah, we found this uh, alligator forces its way through metal fence at Florida Club on the upi.com forward slash odd underscore news. Um, so that's the website we've been pulling the goofy stuff off of. But mm-hmm. I, it just amazes me that they're so strong that they can actually pry. Like, I mean, if you guys go on here, you can see the fence is like those thick poles. Like mm-hmm. it's an iron gate. Raw, yeah. yeah, raw iron. And this alligator has just separated it. Mm-hmm. They're so strong and fast. Oh, when no. you visit Florida, I know it's a very um, common vacation place and it's beautiful. But if you ever see a water area, assume there's alligators in it and don't just run and jump in. You never, ever, ever want to feed them and you never, ever want to just jump in in a body of water and thinking it's just a little lake. No, there will be alligators there. So always, always be cautious when you see water in Florida and always assume there's alligators. That's a that's a number one thing for Floridians. You always assume there's an alligator. How about like, but the ocean, they're not in the ocean. No, right? they're, they're not. They're not saltwater animals. No, they're not. But there's plenty of them, so... Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And I've only been to Sarasota, Florida, and I mean, uh, I didn't see any, but oh, you can go places to see. See them. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't really want to see any kind of like scaly mm-hmm. creatures like that. <laughs> yeah. If I'm afraid of a tiny little corn sn- snake, I'm gonna be scared mm-hmm. to death of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's sometimes um, where you go down the roads and you just see them laying in the sun, like sunbathing. Yeah. Unbathing from the highway. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. They're just right there. Oh wow. Just drive by and just let hanging them be. out. Let them be. Exactly. They're getting a suntan on their scaly body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, cool. What do you have for us today, Miss? Do I have? I have the Willows Weep House. Oh, we're gonna go here. We're gonna. You guys just know we're gonna go here. Oh, wear some diapers. <laughs> I come padded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is an interesting one. So the Willows Weep House at five one seven three North Elm Tree Road. Elm. That's like a nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. Yep, oh it's my on gosh. Elm Road. Cayuga, Indiana. This is in Indiana and has a reputation of being one of the most haunted houses in the United States. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're going there. Yes. Uh, It has the shape of an upside-down cross. Yeah, that's just And they say it was intentionally built that way, but they don't know why. So there have been many uh, deaths there. Uh, but this house was built in 1890. So old houses do sometimes see deaths, you know, Yeah. within their walls. Um, the home has seen seven deaths, including three suicides. Oh, my god! Over the wow. decades, uh, it stood. Uh, the original owner, John Henry Sykes, from 1854 to 1922, who died in the home's bathtub. Like he committed suicide in the bathroom? Uh, he just died there. I don't oh. know if it was natural causes. Or if he um, slipped or mm-hmm. something. 
So William Shatner, uh, he describes the Willow's Weep as one of the most haunted locations in North America. And it's featured in that TV series, The Unexplained. Oh, I like that show. You do? I haven't seen it. Yeah, the, I haven't seen this episode of it, but I've watched other episodes and he does really well. Is it on probably Discovery? Um, I think I watched it like on Hulu, Netflix, something. I'm going to have to look for yeah. it because I want to see it. So the the show tells about the transfer of ownership of this house of horrors from previous owner Brenda Johnson to Dave Spinks. I hope I'm saying that right, Dave Spinks. He's on the unexplained. He's a paranormal um, investigator. And he wrote a book so Ooh. about this house. Um, so on the TV show narrated by Shatner, Mrs. Johnson describes experiencing paranormal activity in the home when she began to renovate it. She said she experienced depression and anxiety when she was inside. Exactly. You mm-hmm. move the walls because mm-hmm. this happened in a in a relative's house. You you move the walls and it creates issues. Yes, because you're, you're disturbing. disturbing their place and it's changing and they don't like it. So. Yeah. And if there was a barrier from one wall and you mm-hmm. took that down, well, guess what's in that room now? Mm-hmm. The yeah. barrier's gone. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, there's a lot of activity when you start doing a lot of construction. That's known. Um, uh, She said when her son attempted to repair the ceiling, boards flew off by themselves, striking her and her son. She said the home actively interfered with any improvements. After violent attacks and mysterious accidents, she abandoned the home and has allowed paranormal researches researchers to investigate it in order to find out why the phenomena occurred. So in 2019, she sold the house to Dave Spence. Ah. Yeah, he, but I think he does it for paranormal purposes only. I wish we could do that someday. I, like buy a house and just do it for paranormal research. Yeah, yeah. There's so much that unknown about the paranormal. I think that that would be. I think because people are so afraid, you know, yes, they, they, don't they know. shy away from it. Yeah. And, yeah. So um, there are oddities in the home. For example, you cannot get to the attic room from inside. You have to get a ladder and enter through the, an outside window. That is just one of the quirks of Willow's Weep. Brenda Johnson is convinced the house is haunted and even claimed to see to have seen ghosts. Uh, Adam Baird and Haley Navarre lived in Willow's Weep before Mrs. Johnson. Adam and Haley's mother, Cheryl Skinner, suffered a heart attack while living there in 2001. Wow. Several years later, their stepfather, Kurt Skinner, committed suicide in the home. But Adam insists his family does not haunt the house and wants investigators to leave his mother and stepfather alone. Oh, yeah, my. he says that although his mother did have a heart attack in the house at the young age of 42, her actually death happened at a hospital. Oh. Some speculate that Cheryl Skinner may have seen something in the house that caused her to have a heart like attack. Like scared her to death. Yes, I would believe that, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it says, we have children and we don't want our children growing up seeing this house as portraying their grandmother this way 
of mm-hmm. being haunted, Adam said. Don't blame him. Yeah, don't blame him. Yeah, hopefully people respect that. Adam and Haley say to them, this isn't just some people in a ghost story. This is their loved ones, you know, yeah. their lives. So I understand that. I can mm-hmm. get it. So the current owner, David Spinks, said that there's no disrespect intended to the people who have died in the house, but he will continue to investigate Willow's Weep and allow other paranormal specialists to do so as well. He says it's not just the scanners that haunt the house, but there are many more. Um, A man sent an email saying his grandmother used to live there in the house back in the 50s, and she experienced paranormal phenomena back then. Dishes she would set on the table the night before when she got up the next morning, they would be all over on the floor just like a tornado went through there and she would often witness a rocking chair in the house rocking in its own numerous times over the years. Uh, Spinks told us there is more than just one ghost in the house. Well, it's built in 1819. Yeah, that's a long time ago. And they had several owners, starting with the first one, which probably built the house as an upside-down cross with demonic intentions. Yeah. Who knows? He might have been satanic or got, you know, one of those crazy cults back then. Yeah. So here is going to give us the order of the... Like the owners? The owners, starting from Dave Spinks going back. So he's the current owner and a paranormal investigator. Uh, Brenda Zimmerman uh, purchased it in 2010. Uh, Curtis and Cheryl Skinner purchased it in 1999. Cheryl died in 2001. Oh, Did gosh. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. Okay. At the age of 42 of myocardial inf- infarction. Heart attack. A heart attack, not fart. Because <laughs> that's what I'm like, infarction. I wonder if that's like a fart went through her heart. <laughs> she was residing in the home at the time of her death. Curtis died in 2009 at the age of 63. But it was a gunshot wound. So he su- committed suicide. He killed himself. Oh, wow. And then it was Janie and Richie Keller. They purchased the home in 1997. Uh, Sharon Golsinski, a.k.a. Walters Clifford Wes, and Stanley Golkings DD transactions are from 1988 and 1989. You can tell how short they lived there. That's why I was just thinking, like, these people didn't, like, really, like, live, Stay live there for there very for long. long. Yeah. So they were she, like, see ya. <laughs> yeah. So Sharon purchased the home in 1978 from Letha Wampler. I hope I said that right. Estate case under advertisement by circuit judge. Witnesses mainly from Cayuga take stand concerning contesting of marriage of Lee Liatha Wampler and Robert Sandling by those claiming to be his legal heirs. That was on the Daily Clintonian, April 27, 1951. So the siblings contest 
Sandling died uh, in, how do you say this? Died in a state? In a state and unmarried at the time of his death in 1950. Resident of Vermilion County and was the owner of the real estate. Uh, died on June 23, 1950 of coronary occlusion. Weeks before real estate transaction published at the residence. Coroner's inquested indicated. Real estate transaction. Mary May Runyon, Sykes' daughter, uh, which will be below. I think the Sykes is the family that built the house. Ooh. And this is the daughter and others to Robert Sandling and a wife. Lot 3, Block 1, Ju- Eugene, uh, Williams, Collette's Edition. So they added to the house, I guess. Uh, ma- and the property description matches the current location. So it, I don't think they changed anything. I think it's it's the way original. It was. Yeah. Annual Sykes. Home reference as built as annual Sykes. Also transposed annual. Oh, well, there's just different ways they pronounce his name. It is different. Annual, Annuel, Annel, Annual, Emil, Sykes, Tykes, Likes. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. In 1890. So it references to Sykes' residency from 1860 and 1870 census. So Clay Township, Wayne County, Child and Home of Father Jesse Sykes. Then the census in 1880, it was uh, Border George Street. I don't understand that part. Yeah, I don't know. It's just saying, you know, the years. Oh, the yeah, it's the just census. the way the census pulls things out. Yeah. So then the 1900, it was a Vermilion Township, Vermilion County. Then the census of 1910, it was where it's Cayuga, Eugene Township, Vermilion County. I think it's Cayuga, the city now. 1920 census, uh, it was Colette Town, Eugene Township, Vermilion County. Mm. Colette Town reference uh, as a suburb of Eugene. The legal description of Elm Tree Road parcel is... Um, Colette. Colette edition. Edition. So the 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 daughter when she built an edition, mm. like she added something to it. Uh, Annel Sykes of Gallatin, five miles east of her, has purchased Joseph Mitchell's residency property in Colette Town. Mister Sykes will get possession in September when he will move there. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of people that went through this house. That's insane. Oh, but I mean, if it's now for paranormal, I'd love to go there. I'd mm-hmm. love to figure out how to contact him and make that one of our trips. Yeah, for sure. We're going to do it because this place sounds insane. And I was thinking it's like almost 200 years old if it's not all that. Yeah. And then the lady that had the name that started with W. Reminded me of the Whomping Willow mm-hmm. tree in Harry Potter. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stinky. And when you see the pictures online, the front of the house has a willow tree on it. And that's how they gave it the name, willow. Weeping willow tree is my mm-hmm. favorite tree ever. It's beautiful. It's I beautiful. Love, I love, love it. And to just crawl inside and just sit inside and have all that around you is beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, so we have lots of dreams of traveling mm-hmm. and going to these places and maybe doing like an update episode where we'll update you if we do investigations down the road. Yep. Where we will share what we experience and things like that. So we will have update episodes down the road once we are able to do these trips. Yeah. So, yeah. So Mrs. Sally Julick of Eugene purchased the residency property of an Noel site. The property acquired in the cement dwelling adjoining Mrs. Sykes' home place, and she will occupy the place for a home. Huh. 1930 census, Eugene Township, Vermilion County. And then in 1930, they changed to Clinton City, uh, Cayuga Road. Cayuga Road 1. And then the real estate transaction from Annual Sykes to Mrs. Pearson, part lot one, and W.M. Colette's. This doesn't make sense when I'm reading it. It's just the census stuff. Censuses are really hard to read, and they're constantly, like, changing borders of cities, especially back then because the population was mm-hmm. small, and then it started expanding. So they, in during from one census to another, once every 10 years, it's it could possibly change drastically just because they've had to redo the borders and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the name of the seat, the... The streets and the counties. It all changes. It all changes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like a history of all those transactions, all those changes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So there was another real estate transaction, annual Sykes to Arnold Cheeseman. Huh. Are you the Cheeseman? Are you from like Wisconsin? Like the Muffin Man. Are you from Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> The Muffin Man, the, the Muffin, muffin man. man, he the could be the Cheeseman. <laughs> <laughs> So, Annual Sykes was born in 1858, son of Jesse and Mary Ann Bishpitty Sykes. They married Minnie Lamb in 1887. Oh, so Minnie Lamb, what is that? Is that a city? Let's see. Married Minnie Lamb in 1887. Minnie died in 1932 of bronchial pneumonia. So, somebody married Minnie. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And no other location of the death was given. Annual died in 1950 of cerebral hemorrhage in Dana. Like a brain bleed or a brain aneurysm. And, I mean, they talk about that on Skinwalker Ranch. If you have seen, like, if something happens to that one guy's the one guy. brain. Yeah, like- and how it separated. There was this liquid that he got. That separated the tissue from the actual skull. There was a space in there, a lump that all this liquid they had to drain it out. Yeah. So and so when he gets headaches, he just takes off and leaves. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. 
That's probably how it was for these. Gosh. Yeah. Because already you've listed several that had heart attacks or something to do with their heart. Yeah, with their heart. And now a a brain bleed. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. The couple had one child, Mary Mae Runyon, 1897 to 1986. This was about 90. Yeah. Miss May Sykes is under the doctor's care. She was uh, nearing a nervous breakdown but is now improving. So yeah. what causes them to have this? It's got to be what they're mm-hmm. experiencing. It's got to be to that extreme. That is freaky deaky. I would like to like be able to like just go, you know, because I'm so sensitive to spirits. I would like yes. to just go on the land and see if they're picking it up from the land Outside or first. if is it the ha- actual house. And if it is the actual house, whoever owns it, I understand you probably make money now because you do tours, but yeah. tear that son of a biscuit eater down and <laughs> redo it or something. Before he ends up there. I know. That's what I was just thinking. Mm-mm. So Anil Sykes, the, um, the storekeeper in Stumpton, sold his property to Ditto and now is moving to Eugene where he will retire from businesses. Mr. Sykes was a good man, and he will be much missed in the town. Mm. Stumptown, unincorporated, approximately four and a half miles north of Dana in 1900s, annual Sykes bought two acres. Um, the house and the store building, post office, also added to the store name Gallatin. In 1903, Sykes gave up his post office and was forgotten. Oh. Mm. Also bought the blacksmith shop nearby. Uh, Brothers George and Elias built the store south of the schoolhouse. In 1905, Annual sold all 42 acres, including the house. So he had a huge property. You know, I was just trying to like, all of a sudden it came to my brain. I think I've seen parts of that Shatner episode because uh-huh. I remember like they were at this house and it was that lady with the long gray hair that's in the pictures mm-hmm. and they opened up or they tried to open up like the cellar door on the outside. Okay. And that's all I remember. I don't know if I didn't finish watching it. Okay. I don't know what happened, but I'm remembering now that that episode was Really freaky deaky. Maybe that's why I stopped because I'm here by myself and I'm like. I am totally going to look for it when mm-hmm. I go home. I am going to binge watch The Unexplained. I'm going to look for it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to watch it. Like, oh, like my feet is like I have ants in my pants and I'm itching to go <laughs> investigate all these places. If I only had money, Patreons. I know. Please hook us up. We love you. Yes. Okay. So the family tra- tragedies, Jesse B. Sykes, the father, 1818, and he died in 1892, references to the residency. 1860 and 1870 census, it was the Clay Township, Wayne County. And then in 1880, it went to uh, the north half of Vermilion Township. Elizabeth Ooh. Petty, listed as unmarried. Residing next door, six children, noted as living with grandfather. Some speculation Elizabeth also married to Jesse, 
she later took the Sykes name and that he fathered some of or all of her children. Okay. Mm. Also appears her age may have been changed by census uh, from 30 to 36. Speculation done after age of the son revealed to be 19. Oh, wow. She was young. So the 1900 and 1910 census, the uh, Vermilion Township wife, Mary, 18... 28, she died in 1915 with her son, Elias, as head of the household. Incest indictment, 1874. State charge filed against Jesse for engaging in unlawful sexual intercourse oh. with the stepdaughter of Elizabeth Petty, the mm. daughter of uh, Marianne Bish Petty. And approximately... Approximate age at the time of indictment, she was 25. No. <laughs> I don't care how old you are. I think I found it. Season one, episode one. It's under evil places, and it, they do a whole bunch of others, but Willow's Weep is there. Oh, totally going to find that. Uh-huh. I am totally going to find it. There you guys go. Now you know where to find I'll it. I'll be binge watching, and then I'll be exhausted tomorrow for work. <laughs> And falling asleep while I'm on the phone. You'll be weeping. I'll be weeping. <coughs> Willows and members <laughs> and providers. <laughs> so devoured by hogs, Jesse Sykes and an old farmer and respected citizen of his township resided about three miles west of the town. Met with a most horrible death after... Did not return for dinner after going to the hog lot about a hundred yards from the residency to feed the hogs. Um, the stepdaughter, um, Elizabeth, went to check on him and found uh, 15 to 20 hogs feeding on his remains. I've heard this about hogs, that they are vicious. They're actually very really? vicious. And... Um, yeah, that's probably one of my top 10 ways I do not want to die oh, God. is by being devoured by, by some animal. Yeah. Oh, but, well, there you go. No, there's his karma. No. Oh, true. There's your karma, dude. You suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she suffered from epi- epileptic fits. Fits. Yep. Was believed he had. Fed the hogs and was returned to the residency when was stricken by a paralyzed and before he could recover, the hogs had party devoured him. So he had epilepsy. And he went into a fit. Yeah. So he had probably had an epileptic episode and they got him. So the remains were removed to the house. All I got to say is you better think twice before you bite into a piece of bacon. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know what those hogs you are don't know. Yeah. What they've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> so there was another other family location reference notes of interest. Um, he still lived. Uh, we were a little premature in our statements that Jesse Sykes of Opity had dropped dead. He fell over in a fit. That's him. The one that the hogs the, ate. Yeah, the hogs ate. 
He was located southeast of Newport. So Ellie and Elias Sykes twins were giving a birthday celebration at the home of their mother, northwest town of Koyuga. Mrs. Mary Ann Sykes, who makes her home with her son, Elias Sykes, at Gallatin, uh, five miles west of here, uh, was given a surprise by her children in honor of her 79th birthday. The old lady went to the church, and while their relatives and friends gathered at the home, countered in a storeroom, cleared, and food spread on it. So George and Elias Sykes built a store, schoolhouse, the blacksmith shop in the stump town of 1904. So the Sykes are pretty much who started this whole little town. Yeah, that's it what it sounds like. must have been pretty wealthy. Like the founders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Marianne Sykes uh, is visiting her son, Annual Sykes, and the family in Vermilion County. Once home to mound building Native American clusters of mounds found along the tract of land between Eugene and Newport and southeast of Dana. Later, the home to Native tribes, including Miami, Kickapoo, Muskegon, and Potawatomi Treaty grounds of Big Springs south of Eugene. Also, some of the Natives were... Do you think they could have possibly cursed the land and that's what probably because if they got pissed that they were moved, moved or take off mm-hmm. you know by the government yep. that they were like screw that we're going to curse this now That's what they did back then they oh, would yeah. curse the land Indian curse yep Yeah and, and I don't blame them honestly, I don't either. either I don't either I would have done no. the same Yeah You're kicking me out of my home We, we were horrible to the yeah to the native americans yeah. but yeah I'm just starting to wonder if maybe that's cursed land, and that's why all of this has been happening. All these things happen. People get sick mm-hmm. from living there and died. Because curses are very strong. They're, and, and they're curses. real. Yes, they are. They, they happen. They're no joke. So Eugene Township, formed in 1828, contains two large towns, Eugene and Cayuga. Towns developed close to each other. Nearly form one large town. Eugene plated in 1827. Cayuga developed around Eugene Station. Railroad Depot built in 1870 southeast of Eugene. Once contained mainly many Indiana villages and trading posts. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So the haunted house lore. Whoa. The folklore. The folklore, yeah. So location rumored to have been site of numerous deaths, including murders and suicides, and home to malevolent forces. Home said to have been built in the shape of the cross that faces east. Mm. Original owner characterized as superstitious recluse, paranormal investigators claim, including attacks, disembodied voice, shadow figures, and poltergeist activity. Oh, boy. Yep, profiled an episode of History's Channel, The Unexplained. Yeah, that's what I'm The most haunted house in America. Yeah. Yep. It's on, I'm telling you, I watched it on Netflix, I think, 
but it is the little bits that my mind is allowing me to remember is mm-hmm. that it was, I think I stopped because I was just like, <gasps> this is like, too much. Yeah. That yeah. episode. Cause they have a lot of different like haunted places, but that one's on there. And I was just like, yeah, I can't do this right now. I'm by myself. Well, it was said that, um, Zach Bagan from ghost adventures bought, um, the demon's house. And he has episodes on the demon's house and he ended up taking it down because people died when they would come in. They come out two, three days later, they were dead and they lost two of their best friends. Oh, gosh. Um, After they had been there and investigated the house, uh, they were a couple and they were very well-known paranormal investigators. Really good. Yeah. And... They were happy, loving, and everything. It's just he they couldn't explain what happened, but he had killed her and then killed himself. Oh my gosh. A week like later snapped. from being there in the house. I bet they so had a demon. Who knows what followed yeah, that's what I mean. Who knows what followed them and made them do that? Yeah, you and guys, so, if you go visit these places, do protection. Put up protection. Because, oh, dude, things can attack water, you anywhere. Whatever you believe in mm-hmm. that can protect you, do it by all means before and after. Uh, so he demolished the house, but there's certain spots like the stairs and things like that that are still there. And even if you take down the house, I mean, that property is still going to be pretty heavy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But he had to take it down after they died. Oh, that was gosh. pretty sad. Yeah. So the ar- architectural opinions, style of the home described as likely either as a cross or a T. But when you look at the pictures, it's like an upside down cross. Yeah. Yeah. So they have been filled, uh, filed in and likely that at least one of those areas were porches of at one time. Mm. The angle windows on the gavel ends the front and side walls that have triangular roof shapes are relatively common called chamfered corners. Often, as is the case is here, there is a decorative bracket set above the window of these chamfered corners. In a corner where chamfered, there were may or may not be windows on the wall angled corner was simply different decorative twists on a common house form on that time. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Um, so the little addition between the two of the arms of the T added was added later. So it would not be considered part of the design of the house. Um, but it makes the house into a cross shape, like an upside down cross also have been in addition to the house. Interior corner points could once have been part of a feature. They're like a bracket Mm -hmm. that has since disappeared, perhaps part of the chamfered or bevel corners. Uh, Fairly typical late 19th century house form. Details lean a bit towards stick-style architectural features also not too uh, atypical of Victorian area, era vernacular workers' cottage. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It just, it's so freaky. It is. Now, somehow, I think I accidentally copied it twice. Yeah. I had to 
potential. Yeah, I copied it twice. So sorry. That's the end. The end. <laughs> well, go watch that episode, season yes. one, episode one, because that looked, uh, if I'm remembering right, they go to like some kind of door mm-hmm. that's, you know, like to the cellar on the outside, though, and it's in the ground. And then also, um, it was something else. Like they were, they did go on the inside. But it was really like maybe they access the attic because it says the attic. You have to go up this a ladder through the window to get to the attic. There's no access to it inside the house. This is like below ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, like if there was, there was a, a tornado and you something. want to get down okay. there. Okay. Oh but, uh, my god, interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go watch that, guys, and then you can learn more about this and. Ardine already posted pictures about it, and the, some of the pictures, I mean, the aerial one, you can see that mm-hmm. that upside-down cross. So yeah. There was said that a man, um, that one of the guys that lived there, the one that I think died with a heart attack, fell on the chair, and there's a chair in the living room, but they don't know if that's the original chair of the oh. house, but they said that's where he dropped and oh. died when he had the heart attack. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's like sat like off the property, but were good enough where you could use cameras to see if there's like any activity that you can see through the windows going on exactly, or yeah. something, you know, I'm sure the new, since he's a paranormal investigator, he'll do. I'm sure that. he has cameras covering outside and, and inside. inside. It'll be interesting to meet him if we ever go do that. Yeah. Good luck, man. I hope nothing <sighs> happens to you. Gosh. That's insane. That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. That's scary. I mean, I would be scared. My fear when I do these things is that something's going to follow me. I don't care if I go and experience things and have evidence that makes me happy. But as long as nothing follows me and comes with me home, I am totally okay yeah. with it. Stay there and let me do my thing and come home without you. Yeah, exactly. But demons will, they'll attach to you like so fast. It's not even funny. They just, I, yeah, it's no good. And when they attach, they wreak so much havoc on your mental, mm-hmm. your physical, physical. everything. Mm-hmm. So be safe. We, yeah. uh, one thing we wanted to disclose, I forgot to disclose at the beginning, uh, what happens after dark does not condone trespassing. So in order to do an investigation on a place, you always want to ask for permission. Always ask for permission. Don't trespass. Don't go there because it's not worth getting in trouble. And, you know, just try to get permission to go investigate these places because that's certainly, or if it's like a public place where you can go, go when it's open. And if it closes like a cemetery, then, you know, leave when it's closed. Yeah. Don't get locked in like we did. (laughs) It's <laughs> on Lake City Cemetery. <laughs> the hours said 10 p.m. And then by 6.30, when it was dark, it was already closed. And we're like, uh, how do we get out of here? How the hell are we going to get out of here? <laughs> so luckily, our little friend helped us out. But yeah. yeah. But we didn't trespass. We just, they just didn't stick to their hours. Hours so. of operation. But still, do not trespass. No. Ever. Yeah, get Don't permission. Get permission. It's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. So. To end the episode, we're going to do with a grateful card. So living in a state of gratitude is the gateway to grace. How beautiful. Yeah, I like that. I like it too. I love being grateful. 
I'm always thanking God, my angels, the universe, everything I have, and even the things that I don't have, because it's probably meant I wasn't meant to have it for a reason. So anything good, I thank them because it's things that I treasure. And the bad things, I still am grateful because I see them as a lesson where I learn and I grew from it. So I don't see it as something bad, you know. I think life gives you the good and that's what you treasure and gives you the bad as a lesson so you can grow and learn from it and move on. Soul expansion. Yeah. And gratitude is the highest level of uh, the vibrations. If you can stay in that, it can keep you no matter what comes at you. Exactly. And the more you're grateful for, the more life gives back to you. The Mm -hmm. more comes your way. So be grateful. Be happy for what you have. And more will come your way. Exactly. So, with that said, we're going to share. We're going to tell you where you can find us. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Our show sites that you can find us is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Podcast Inbox, Deezer, Listen Notes, Stitcher, Pandora, Google Podcasts, RSS, and TuneIn. So, yeah, find our, our episodes there. And follow um, us. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, and please rate us. That's another thing we keep forgetting. Oh, to. Yeah. We need ratings, guys, because the more ratings we get, then the more it will be available to people online. So when you're on Spotify or Amazon or Apple, please rate us. If you think that we're doing a good job, please help us out that way. Ratings are so important to a podcast. It's going to make them or break them. So please rate us when you hear us. Yes, we love five stars. Yeah, I know. Just, just, <laughs> just automatically do, a, do the just, five just stars. Do it, you know. Yeah, just be a good guy. Be grateful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or else we're gonna stick the weeping willow thing on you. <laughs> we're gonna whip some willow on you if you don't. Uh, also, share with us your experiences. Uh, share with us what your thoughts are. Uh, if you want us to touch on something that's interested for you, if you want us to focus more on a subject, share with us. Email us so that we can go from there, and we're here to please. So we want to make sure you're happy and that you like the content that we have to share. So our email is whathappensafterdarkll at gmail.com. So please send us emails. We're going to be so excited when we get our first email. I, know. I mean, I'm literally going to print it and put it on a picture frame. Exactly. So let's see if you become our first one and our most famous one. And let's see. That'll yeah. be interesting. Yes. So, well, our social media is Facebook. So you can find us as Luna, W H A D Wad, Lee, L E E. Instagram, uh, you can find us as What Happens After Dark LL. Uh, TikTok, we're at WAD1210, so W H A D 1210. And also our Patreon site. Yep. Go to patreon.com and find us under What Happens After Dark and place a donation. We're going to have very nice incentives and very nice gifts for those that. Um, donate, donate, and we're gonna have exclusive Content. episodes yep. that are gonna only be shared on our Patreon website for those that donate. So nobody is gonna have access to those except our patrons. 
So, and those are coming. Those yep. are really yep. good. We're working on them. And those are going to be for Patreons only. So please donate and help us out. And you do want to start following us on Facebook because we're going to start doing Facebook lives and stuff. And so on there, I mean, if you don't join, then you're going to miss exclusive content that way, that too. way too. Yeah, exactly. We'll be raw and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like there's going to be no editing of anything then. Yes, I So, know. yeah, find us, join us, rate us. Yes, Give please. us money. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We, we appreciate love you, guys. you. We are grateful for you. Thank you so much for joining yes. us on this episode. You all have a wonderful rest of the week. And bye. bye.